Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen. This is a podcast about hanging out in Copenhagen. Hello and welcome to The Sick Show, Copy and Copenhagen on 97.7 FM. My name is Owen and of course it's 2021, which means I'm here with Marius. We're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> Sorry, I always wanted to say that. <laughs> yes, you are listening to The Sick Show, Copy and Copenhagen, your modern guide to living in the city of Copenhagen. And uh, and, and 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 what are we, what are we going to be talking about on this episode, Marius? Well, um, super excited to be back, and uh, we have a we have a hot show. Yeah, right from the get go. Brilliant. That rhymed. Yes. <laughs> Good uh, start. We'll Good have a we'll have a news one. roundup. Yeah, uh, and um, then we have a fascinating interview with a guy called uh, Lars uh, Christian Kramer. Uh huh. And um, almost 25 years ago, he started making his own money. And uh, he's been traveling with this money. He bought a motorcycle with this money. He, he's yeah. So uh making his own money. Yes. Art money. I you got me. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. interested. We have a very fascinating interview with him. Uh uh an amazing guy, uh, amazing yeah. story. So uh yeah, that's something to look forward to. Uh, if you're not into the news roundup. And after that, we'll have some hot tips for you. Believe it or not, I found some. What? Even in this climate. If we're if you're just picking Netflix shows, How many of the hot tips are Netflix shows? None of them. Oh, okay. There's one HBO. HBO. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Sick. You are listening to us, and we're uh, about to do the news. News now. Have you heard about John Dillaman? Um, the the cartoon Big Penis. The cartoon Big Penis. Yes. Yes. It's uh, Denmark uh, was in the news uh, around the world uh, yeah. for. Uh, A new animated series um, on DR aimed at uh, four to eight year olds mm-hmm. um, about uh, John Dillaman, which is uh, Dillaman is like a slang for penis, basically. So John Penis, John Penis Man, yeah, uh, uh, the man with the world's longest penis who overcomes hardships and challenges <laughs> with his uh, record-breaking genitals. Right, um, and. This is sort of a throwback to what DR did back in the 70s, like late 70s, early 80s, where they were quite sort of, I think they had very little funding for children's programs or okay. <laughs> or they just smoked an, a lot of weed. Uh-huh. Um, and they made some 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 out there shows, some very creative, very sort of the experimental children's television. Did they do the one with the like... Um, underwater one with the was it like a squid or something? Uh, y- yes. Well, uh, that was um, I don't know if that was DR, but that was a that, that was a, a, a sort of a um, a, yeah, a whole t- uh, film basically, sort of a cartoon, like uh, weird psychedelic. Yeah, kinda... very psychedelic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of a almost a precursor to the Little Mermaid, you might say. Uh, oh, definitely, definitely, they watched this and uh, borrowed. From it, really, uh, for sure. The Disney, the Little Mermaid version, yeah. Disney man, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> we were right all along. <laughs> uh, and if uh, you go back and listen to um, some of the early episodes of this, uh, there's a little snippet of some music from there. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, 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 yes. But um, yeah, John Dillerman has uh, has caused a bit of a debate, uh, and um, you could argue that maybe the timing wasn't that great for a cartoon with a man with a really big penis getting in trouble. Okay, uh, we 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 should put a link up on Facebook for this just in case no one's seen it. Yeah. I think you should everyone should have a look at it because it's like clay claymation. Yeah, yeah, it's right? kind of crude claymation yeah. almost, yeah. Kind of uh, like Pingu for those of you who know that kind of like Yeah. or what was the Alf was it no no Morph? Yeah, Morph. Like yeah, the little yeah, dude who's made, yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, a bit that better enough, but but that kind of like. Well, not much. I think they no. deliberately made it quite and sort of. I think it's only John Dillaman's face you can kind of see. The rest had these kind of sort of very abstract, yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. melting me faces kind of stuff. Yeah, and he's he's got he wears these um kind of like old school fishing like swimsuit kind of thing, like a red and white. Yeah, is it polka dotted? I think it's just oh, stri- I think it's stripes, stripes. Yeah, yeah, yeah stripes yeah. and he just he just walking along in this kind of like old school like full body swimsuit thing and then his penis just comes out and yeah. it's like 
but it's covered. You never, it's never. No, no, you never like get. He doesn't like it. Just extends from the suit. Yeah, and it's like what, like it, it well, meters and meters. Like, it's, yeah. it's the biggest in the world, <laughs> and it can do things. It can do things. It can like lift things and move things, and yeah, and it gets John into trouble. Yeah. Um, and 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 yes, there have been like uh, Christian Gross, an associate professor and uh, gender researcher at uh, Roskilde University, said he believed the program's uh, celebration of the power of the male genitalia could only set sort of equality back. Uh, his belief was it was sort of uh, perpetuating the standard idea of the patriarchal society and normalizing sort of locker room culture. Um, And uh, another uh, clinical psychologist, Ella uh, Hjostel, uh, who works with families and children, said she believed the the show's uh, opponents may be overthinking things here. John yeah. Dilliman talks to children and and shares their way of thinking, um, and and kids do find genitals funny. Uh, she she said so. Yeah. The, those are kind of two sort of yeah viewpoints on this show. Yeah, um, and. Uh, i think I, my own personal opinion, I watched the show. I thought it was kind of entertaining, and mm. uh, I laughed. Yeah, I laughed. Um, mm. And I think maybe timing-wise, it was a little bit poor. Yeah, because uh, the whole Me Too movement uh, did kind of uh, kick off here in, in Denmark uh, not too mm. long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's not the best timing. Um, but again, it is uh, sort of a show about bodies. Uh, And, and sort of yeah, beyond the oversized dealer, uh, this is sort of like John does try and sort of <laughs> in this show sort of sort of uh, when his uh, penis gets him in trouble, he just try and fix it. Yeah. Um, so there is some kind of idea about sort of taking ownership. Uh, <laughs> and uh, DR's respond to the latest sort of this criticism yeah. uh, has been sort of saying. It could just as easily have uh, made a program about a woman with no control over her vagina, uh, and uh, to them, that the, the most important thing was that children enjoyed John Dillon. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I really don't like the, the basic feeling I have about watching it and like seeing it is like I, I don't really care. I'm mm. not that bothered by it. Yeah, I'm sure. Like I'm not offended. Like I, I wouldn't be that worried about kids seeing it, but. Definitely, there's a conversation to be had, I suppose, and like, I want to know how they pitched this, because <laughs> they that that's like, what is the pitch for this? Is it a stunt? Is it a stunt? Do they just want to get noticed? Maybe, maybe that could be. Um, but like, I just and especially in this, you know, current time we're in, we're in, how yeah. did you how did you pitch an idea about? So it's a guy. He has an incredibly long penis, and he mm. gets in trouble. And yeah. it's a show for kids. Yeah. Like I want to know how they pitched this. Yeah. Because either they're uh, amazing, sort of at selling Sales. this yeah, idea, yeah, yeah. or, or yeah, it, they they were just lucky. The bet is a dare. Yeah. I dare you to sell a car, a kids show, a kids show, a guy, a guy with a huge schlong. <laughs> uh, I, I suppose it like take take the the idea of it being the biggest dick. I think that's something that might be something that adults would put on it that kids won't about the size, and be like, it's a guy with a big dick. It's a man with a penis that does funny things. Yeah. And silly penises doing funny things is funny. Yeah. And penises being funny is fine. Um putting the But I think it's it's adults sexualizing this is kind of where we we go wrong with it. Yeah. I can see sort of the the thoughts behind yes. this and yeah, timing-wise probably Yeah, exactly. Been better. Yeah. So like normalizing the penis and stuff like that. I'm that that's fine, but mm. Does it perpetuate the patriarchy? I think that's overreaching. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, it's uh, it's like a, he's not a guy a, to look up to. John no. Dillman. He lives with his parents. Mom or, or mom, something. Yeah, yeah it looks like his mom or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like not a yeah role model necessarily. No. So, um, anyways. We'll throw up a link to John Dillerman if you don't know what yep. we're talking about, because then this might have been a very abstract conversation <laughs> as well. Uh, some other news. Uh, COVID-19 is still here. Uh, that's is it not? Uh, yeah, uh, sorry to say. Uh, we recently got a COVID restrictions uh, sort of extended till February 7th. So it's going to go a little longer than that. And it's very likely going to be extended further than that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. 
them the rules. That's that's what it is. And there's all these concerns about the English mutation, uh, but from the 14th, so that was uh, Thursday uh, this week, uh, the Danish health authorities are using a new test that can detect if a person has been affected with uh, this mutation um, within a day. And uh, the National Board of Health has assessed that all vaccination efforts are on the right track. So um, I must say the 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 um, set date of the was the twenty seventh of June. I think it's the twenty seventh of June. Uh, Everyone's everyone's going to be vaccinated twice. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. Sounds a little optimistic, but um, if anyone's going to do it, Denmark's got a good. I gotta say, if like, we I, can create a, a TV show for kids with a guy <laughs> with a long dick, then surely this should be. Surely they can vaccinate the population <laughs> twice. I mean, but like, no, I've I've only been impressed with like the the way they've done the pop up testing, how quick you can get a test done here. Mm. Like at any stage, at any time, I can just go get tested. Yeah, I don't have to worry about. We aren't after uh, Christmas. The test people going to get tests have dropped uh, uh, incredibly. Sure. And and that makes sense, I suppose. But like, mm. but I can still, if I need to go get a test today, I can go organize that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not directly today, but I can, I can, it's within my power to get done that done. Whereas I've heard that in Sweden, it's quite difficult, mm. for example. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, we can only uh, sort of wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, final bit of news. Uh, oh, yeah. Danes uh, to have less for their money. And it's for their own good. Um, The Danish uh, Cancer Society, uh, in collaboration with major food companies, has pledged to reduce uh, portions in order to slow down the development of obesity in Denmark. Uh, Two things aren't aren't, aren't adding up there. Wait, what? The Cancer Society? Yes, the Danish Cancer Society, in collaboration with the major food companies, have pledged to reduce portions. They're calling it the initiative. uh, uh, Yes, thank you. A little less. <laughs> What's it in Danish? Yatak. Yatak. Lidt mindre. Lidt mindre. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Lidt mindre. Lidt. Yeah. A little less. Lidt mindre. Lidt less. Yatak. Lidt Yeah. 7-Eleven has already announced that its uh, jumbo uh, snails uh, snail will be 10% smaller now. Yeah, but that's fucking 7-Eleven getting tight. <laughs> yeah. That's what that is. Don't, 7-Eleven ain't looking for your health, man. No, they're not no. concerned. Oh, they're, they're having <laughs> vegan stuff now also and salads <laughs> on. Uh, okay, so what? Is is obesity connected to cancer rates? Probably I, somewhere. Maybe there's something in there or... Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know why it's Danish it's not Cancer like the, Society. It's not like the cancer has gone so far that they're like, let's let's start dealing with uh, obesity. Yeah. Let's see if we can tackle that as well. Like, <laughs> Uh yeah, that's a little that's a little I've, peculiar. I've never I've never thought Danish portions were huge. No. I've never been to a place and was like, "Whoa, I got a burger uh the other day which was huge." Okay, where was that? Um I was in Aarhus and I was in um a hotel and the uh oh man, they've, they've got they've got a they've got a monopoly there now because you can't go anywhere else, right? You got to stay in the hotel and they only do room service. Mm. I got a burger. Guess how much it was? 170 kroner 180 oh. <laughs> 180 for a burger uh, and it was what with fries right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and okay. the fries the fries were good but like it was the size of my head so you got okay maybe not the size of my head but it was pretty big okay <laughs> but it was it was a big burger um and that's the only time I've been like oh wow that was a big burger <laughs> <laughs> that exact never... tone <laughs> yeah, oh, <whoa. laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you turn uh, into Scooby Doo when you get something big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I came out wrong. Um, <laughs> I can't do it. Um, but um, but yeah, I've never thought. I've never thought. And obesity doesn't seem to be a particularly no, yeah, big excuse to pun issue <laughs> in Denmark. No, like don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you not do it. I'm just cool. Cool. <laughs> And uh, dim the news. Dim the news. Dim the news. Yes. Well, thank you very much for news. Twenty twenty one off to a flying start. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got an interview today. Yep, well, a fascinating conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was uh, exactly I should uh, thank uh, uh, Noel um, who uh, we interviewed uh, back in uh, the summer mm. uh, when we were at Reffen um, looking at a, one of uh, an art project he was involved mm. in there. Uh, he uh, brought me on to Art Money, uh, so thank you, Noel. Uh, but I had seen uh, sort of this logo uh, Art Money on on uh, yeah on a on my bike path when I visit my parents out in Menlo. So I'd mm-hmm. seen this, so it was sort of in my uh, my memory, but uh, I hadn't really dived in and sort of uh, investigated what it was. But it turns out it's fascinating. Noel. Let's have a listen. Yeah, I brought actually a, f- a couple of Art Money, pulled them out. Artist Lars Kramer is showing us a folder full of money. But this money isn't kroner or euro. It is art money. Uh A unique individual piece of work around the size of a postcard created by an artist which can be used as currency for goods and services. This is a concept he came up with in 1997 as an alternative to the financial world we know today. So uh, who am I? I'm... um I'm a guy. I'm uh, from 1966. Grew up in Denmark. Born in Canada. Mm-hmm. I'm an expat. Oh. Um, went back to Canada with my Danish accent. <laughs> <laughs> so you were and born in Canada, but then very quickly moved to Denmark. Yeah, I was like two years old. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of like me. Okay. Mm. I was born in Denmark, but then moved to Canada and then back. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, I was living in Vancouver um, for a long time. Ottawa. I, I was there last year. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, for the first time. For the first time? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I, I, I took an education as a visual artist. Mm-hmm. That's the education I fi- completed. I studied mm-hmm. many things and... Um, I'm curious. I like traveling around the world, but then I had kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but then I had kids. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I guess I'm just doing my thing, painting, mm-hmm. and then this art money project is um, started in '97 in Copenhagen. Um, it was kind of natural uh, development because I'd been studying things that were like taken for given uh, as a human being, uh, clothing, mm-hmm. housing, food, mm-hmm. all through art, different art projects, uh, the visual world. And uh, another great thing we take for, as a given is money. Mm-hmm. So at that time I was like in dire streets. Uh, um, I really needed money and I found it's uh, like always a problem mm-hmm. and it's not only problem that you don't have money but money in itself I found uh, very problematic it's fake <laughs> it's only kept up by faith mm-hmm. um, so it's completely useless worthless but it traps everybody like uh, we we need to collectively believe in the money uh, unless we imagine, you know, society collapsing or something, mm-hmm. which it does sometimes. We've seen when money devaluate that uh, different societies actually uh, collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with the money, we can make people do what they don't want to do for as long as we please. It's not a nice thing so um, I thought I should try to get closer to an understanding of art money by creating money from scratch how would I make money if if I had a chance and uh, could money be made in a better way uh, could it be worth something mm-hmm. could it be friendly mm-hmm. uh, could it uh, make people equal instead of like uh, you know different so that's how it came about. It was like a, a study of, of money in order to understand money better. Mm-hmm. And what, what did the study show you? What, what did you learn from it? Well, I learned it was uh, quite easy to turn it around and make it better. Like it's, I made them original as original drawings, so mm-hmm. right away they were original. And the people appreciate art around the world. They'll pay something 
food, shelter, money, whatever. So it already had a, a recognized value globally mm-hmm. as original art. And then I set the value as uh, very low to make it attractive. So people would feel they gain more than than the the face value when they receive an art money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And then uh, I so thought, what, what was the original? Because now it's two hundred. Two hundred crowns now. Yeah. Uh, original value was one hundred crowns okay. in ninety seven. Okay. And then it simply followed uh, inflation. Yeah. Then I tried spending an art money in a shop, and they accepted it. Here in Denmark? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that really, like, uh, surprised me. <laughs> what, well, you, what was the first thing yeah, you what, bought what with you art money? Can it was know? a CD uh, of Miles Davis, that one, Kind of Blue. Kind oh, of blue. yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, it was on sale art. for 69 crowns. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the guy asked, so how much is this? I said, 100. Here, gave me money back and a receipt and... I walked out of the shop and I thought, wow, what the fuck? <laughs> and that's actually where, when I realized that this could be more than a study. It could be more than a concept. Mm. It could have a practical application. And f- that would be the probably first time in the history of art that art has a function. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that really turned me on, that idea. Mm-hmm. And then I took it from there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that must have been a... Well, considering that you this was more of a concept or almost kind of a study, as you say, mm. that's sort of a proof of, of concept that you maybe even haven't thought was possible when you actually purchased yeah. something. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, normally art is supposed to be art, mm-hmm. artificial, you know, like limited with, mm-hmm. to the galleries and museums. Suddenly it was like a thing working on the street. Mm-hmm. That's different. But it's kind of going back to sort of a bartering tradition where I give you something else of value. Well, or yes and no. Of course, that system is very old, as old as humankind. Mm-hmm. But no, because this has a fixed value. So you don't have to barter. You simply shop. Yeah. You pay the price. Yeah. You don't discuss the value. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit different from, you know, a, a sack of potatoes where you have to, you know, negotiate how much... Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. What's the value of this potato? So how how do you approach uh somebody with 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 art money for to make a transaction who hasn't heard of it or isn't familiar with it, let's say? Well, today it's 23 years later. It's easy because there's simply a list of shops on the website that mm-hmm. have signed up to accept art money. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But if I go and spin art money at a place that never heard about it, yeah. I would explain very quickly, this is a currency, it's original art, and would you like to accept that? And sometimes they say yes, and sometimes they say no. Okay, so you just take it very matter-of-factly, this is the, this yeah. is what this is. and but they always honor the value. Yeah. They don't question that, mm-hmm. because it's a currency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty good. That's amazing. Um, you had um, I mean, I guess you already had that proof of concept then when you bought your your Miles Davis CD. But uh, I, I read you also t- traveled uh, uh, a half a year in North America. Uh, and you yeah, funded it was, that. It was, with it was actually seven years, but I it's only, actually seven years. <laughs> it was a seven year trip. Okay, uh, I decided to travel without anything in my calendar for seven years uh-huh. mm-hmm. and just follow the path of events. Not having my own opinion, but saying yes and or no to people's opinions yes. and ideas. And um, after half a year, I got a mail from my wife asking if she could come along. And I said, okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Then she became pregnant. Okay. <laughs> so the last six years actually took place in, in, in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Okay. We had to come back, yeah, yeah, return, okay. and then... Um, give birth and then we had a second child so was this so but was this still part of your traveling just going with other people's uh, opinions yeah i thought you considered it, uh, it as one journey it was interesting to try sometime in your life to to do something that is not your own mm-hmm. desire but on purpose yeah not as a slave 
yeah, consciously a, making that decision. Yeah, consciously yeah. making that decision mm. as a free man. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, that's why I had kids. I would never have thought of having kids. You know? Yeah. So some good things came out of that. Mm. And I could afford it because I made my own money. Mm-hmm. I could keep traveling. So so was that how you funded your whole yeah, trip? Yeah, yeah. So I, I was making my money as I went along. Just painting it with watercolor, mm-hmm. landscapes, portraits, uh, abstracts, poetry, whatever came to mind, and, and people seemed to accept that in pretty well mm-hmm. in North America. And mm-hmm. I was I bought a motorcycle for hard money, and I just traveled around without a license, <laughs> um, and it went fine. So. <laughs> You bought a motorcycle with art money. It was scary, man. <laughs> I, I didn't even have a moped as a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I came to like it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, Amazing. Uh, it's really a nice way of traveling. Mm. Oh, I can imagine. And when did art money start to expand? When did you? When did other artists start working with you with um, like this? After about one year. Yeah. Um, actually, the next thing I bought was a house. Is in south of Copenhagen, Sydhavn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy the house. I, I had a piece of uh, rented a piece of land down there, mm-hmm. and then I bought the materials for to build a house, mm-hmm. and then I built a house. Uh, and down there, there was a guy, uh, Fleming Vincent, who joined the project, and together we made what we called Bank of International Art Money uh, on the on the net. Mm. Internet was new, mm. and that's what makes also art money different from old school uh, bartering. That it's actually based on the internet mm-hmm. as a, a kind of platform for communicating uh, with artists around the world. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And how how did the uh, yeah how how did it expand from there? Because you showed us some of the art <clears> money, and we'll we'll post some of this on the web uh, on our Facebook. But how how did sort of uh, yeah? Because you had people from Chile, uh, South Africa, if I'm correct, um, like all over the world. Basically, yeah, yeah. people are creating their own art money yeah. now. How how did that? Was that just through the internet or? Actually, nothing happened when we made the first website. It was just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, local people didn't really want to join. I told them you can make your own money and be financially free, and uh, they didn't want that because hmm. it's like utopian. Yeah, it sounds too good to be true. Yeah, of, it's yeah. it's too uh, weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, so I had to trick the first people to join the project by promising uh, them to get an exhibition uh-huh. in Manhattan, mm-hmm. uh, New York. Mm. And then they didn't mind. So, so they, <laughs> then they joined, and yeah. then I went to New York and put up a show in a gallery. Okay. And said the same to um, American artists. And then I actually moved on to Vancouver, to Canada, and, and, and said the same thing. If you want to show in, in Europe, join the project. And uh, that's how I collected the first, I think, 50, 60 artists. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And are, are, are these artists actively living off art money now? No. no. A few people actually live. Yeah. Of art money, it's a good supplement. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, if you um, want something that you cannot afford, then you can paint your own money and buy it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, but for me, it's it's vital. Like I I need to make my art money to survive. Mm. But since I started the project, I'm also strongly motivated to insist. Yeah, on, yeah, on that. And and you have a very um, Precise uh, design, or, or, or not not design, sorry, but the the layout of the art money is very particular. It's eighteen uh, centimeters by twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did that come about? Where where did the the, the well, it's about the size of a hand, mm-hmm. so it relates to the human body. Okay, uh, it's rectangular mm-hmm. because then you can make a, two expressions in in the, that exist in visual arts: is landscape or portrait mm-hmm. uh, format. Uh, yeah, okay. mm-hmm. So it it holds the, the possibility of expressing anything mm-hmm. uh, it's a good size um, so I just kept that size initial size all yeah. the way and, and this has also a fixed value of 200 kroner mm-hmm. 
uh, no matter who you are, mm-hmm. insisting that all people in the world are worth the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, amateurs, professionals, mm. kids, grown-ups. Yeah. Uh, and that's also interesting to insist on that, mm-hmm. which is so hard for any people to grasp that uh, that we were the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that way, it's a very um, yeah altruistic kind of. Uh, I think it's quite reasonable. Very reasonable, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's not very ordinary. No, no. it's not very ordinary, sadly. Um, but but yeah, that's 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 amazing. But you also uh, you you told us a little bit about sort of because that was kind of my impression when I read about it that it was mostly sort of these yeah, drawn or oil painting. But you can also create music. Uh, sure. Uh, I guess photography would work absolutely. within this. Um, uh, and sculpture. Sculpture. Yeah. Yeah. Some people made like really thick art money and really heavy. Like the biggest I ever saw was made in ice, not like. The art money was not that big, mm. but it had to sit in in a freezer. Mm. Okay, <laughs> so it was almost like two meters. Mm. Yeah, it's, okay. it's it's kind of ridiculous, but also cracks a smile and, and makes you wonder. You know, you forget quickly about the intrinsic value, the the money part, and then it becomes more interesting as a as a curious object, mm. as an experience. Yeah. And then the, the, there's you showed us uh, examples, and they're very different. Each one has a particular yeah, yeah. style. And um, say if you you approach somebody with art money to to purchase something, do do they have to accept what you offer them, or do they look at a, f- a few different examples? Do they choose ones like particular pieces of art they prefer? I usually um, present them with a variation of art money so they can Mm -hmm. choose their favorites. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like when I go to my dentist, uh, we always spend some time after where she has to pick the ones she likes. And uh, that's kind of a nice way of paying the bill, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, we get a special relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, I guess it creates also... Like a relationship between the the, the person you're uh, sort exactly, of doing this and that's a very important with, yeah. element. It's very different from it's opposite from money, where you you cut off relationships by paying some people off, mm. and especially now more and more with where it's not even you know coins or notes. It's yeah, beep with a card or uh, yeah, you don't even have to meet. Yeah, here you have to meet. Usually, you can also send it by mail, but then you get a real letter. Mm. So it's there's a kind of human aspect that. Seems to tie people together, bond people, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, rather than separate people. And what, what's how do you feel about like the art world in general? Like, like where art gets its value, how much art is selling for nowadays? Uh, what's your aspect on that? I I, I don't really understand the, the art world if how it works, how it operates financially. Mm-hmm. And uh, how things are priced, mm-hmm. I kind of gave up on it. Mm-hmm. It's it's out of the hands of the artists, basically. It's it's run by people that usually don't have a clue about art, but they know about business. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it's like, you know, the people that value art have no idea about the value of art, and the people that have an idea about the value of art have no idea about business mm-hmm. generally mm-hmm. so uh, it's like doesn't really connect mm-hmm. um you did uh, start collaborating with uh, lawitz which is an is an art uh, auction a, yeah online auction house yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we uh, were partners for a few years maybe five years um that's very interesting mm-hmm. that's a big business yeah, and it was all almost absurd that we were equal partners, uh, little me and and big, big them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I learned a lot from from that collaboration. Mm-hmm. We're not partners any longer, mm-hmm. um, but we were for a while, and it was it was quite an experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was their interest in it? Do you think? <sighs> <clears throat> maybe we shared the same interest in the beginning, but maybe drifted apart. Okay. I think they were 
eager to to make a business out of it, mm-hmm. uh, which is would be great, but that was not my primary uh, focus. Mm. I, my primary focus was, uh, you know, building an anarchistic system where an artist in the world will make their own money, sell their own money without us anybody charging a commission. So it's uh, it's not like a very good business plan. <laughs> so um, okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe they had more of an interest in making it a business. Like they were definitely it. better at thinking business than than I was. Yeah. Okay. You, you sound incredibly aware of what you're doing and and the landscape you're working in. So you 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 understand that the art world, the business side of things. Where do you see yourself now? Because you've been at this quite some time. It it has been established what do you still see it as an alternative that could grow do you see it as a a kind of a um an excellent example of alternative systems what what, where do you see yourself in in the world now i think this is project has uh, amazing potential for for growth Mm -hmm. because it's global it's presenting a a currency in a world where money is disappearing Mm -hmm. And a, a physical currency, and it speaks to people's uh, equal rights and equal value. I think maybe the time is right. I'm just the wrong guy mm. in charge. <laughs> so, um, uh, so it's not gonna grow as long as I'm in charge, because <laughs> I'm not really interested in in uh, the business aspect. Mm. Okay. So. Uh, Sometimes I wish somebody else would take over, make it big and fancy. Mm. But on the other hand, it's kind of nice that it grows very slow uh, and so that you get a chance of kind of knowing who everybody is and uh, building some real relationships. It's difficult if it's 100,000 people, but, you know, it's possible if it's a few hundred. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't mind. Yeah. Uh, doesn't have to be big, but it could be huge. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine mm-hmm. if one of those big American institutions came in and took over and said, "Hey, this project has potential. Um, we'll make it an electronic version. Forget about Bitcoin. This is based on real value, mm-hmm. real art. So we'll make it an electronic art coin, mm-hmm. and uh, that is not fictive, not not an illusion, but real." Mm-hmm. That would uh, shock the world. Yeah, <laughs> probably would. <laughs> and it would also be not um, swinging in in uh, in value. It would mm-hmm. be steady, so it would be ha- have this practical application in the shop when you mm-hmm. buy a cup of coffee, because you could count on on the on the on the value, mm. even the electronic version. So yeah. um, that that's kind of like thinking out of the box but Mm -hmm. if somebody came in and with such an idea you know they could really go crazy with this Mm -hmm. how can people contribute how can people become part of um art money well there's a website Uh, they can click join and they can buy a profile as an artist that costs one corner per day Mm -hmm. plus sales tax Mm. Um, so it's very inexpensive, and w- if they sell something, all the money goes to them directly. Mm-hmm. So there's no commission. So they are in control of the profile, which is also a web shop, and then they can join different exhibitions uh, that we have continually. Yeah, different places. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's a huge show in Copenhagen at the Bank and Savings uh, Museum okay. in Christianshavn. Hmm. It's the biggest art money show ever. Wow, and it's. Uh, just been extended so it's going to last uh, all of 2021 I think. oh excellent okay so people can get out and see it when it's things a really are nice up show again. yeah it has um, I think 120 artists represented mm-hmm. all right from different countries so is, is it's kind of like a, a social network where people artists do stuff together and mm-hmm. then all the shops can join for free mm-hmm. uh, okay, okay. Uh, simply by clicking join as a shop Mm-hmm. What kind of um, shops have been um, working with um, Art Money? There's a shop across the street from here, a small cafe in Team. 
in time yeah, takes, yeah, yeah. in time takes it oh, brilliant well they've done that for years and yeah. uh, it's probably the best bar in town so yeah. It's like yeah 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 really nice place to spend uh, some art money Fif- oh, they brilliant. take 50% yeah that means you have to purchase drinks for 400 kroner uh-huh. in order to spend one art money okay mm-hmm. so you you should maybe go with three four people yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, we uh, we like in time, yeah. And there's a um, there's a hotel downtown that has been very successful in uh, accepting art money, and they've been a great support. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, um, Ibsen's. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, they're located in Nørrebro, like downtown area yep. on Nansenskade. Mm-hmm. Ah, they mm-hmm. take fifty percent as well, and they ha- it says art money in the cash register. Yeah, so you get it on <laughs> on your receipt. Yeah, it's ah, really nice. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Wow, this wow. is such a uh, an amazing project you've started, Lars, uh, and uh, I'm so excited that it's sort of that it actually works. In like, because when you hear about it, yes, I my sort of <laughs> brain did go. This sounds like a utopia or something like that. But but the fact yeah. that it's actually working as a currency is is amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So a lot, a lot of people have been collecting art money, so they're now art collectors, but without spending a lot of cash because mm-hmm. it's so cheap. You can buy them for two hundred kroner, mm-hmm. and um, which is amazing for original art. Yeah, yeah. So you can have a huge collection, you know, suddenly of artists from around the world. That's mm-hmm. uh, quite exciting. Also good for the artist. Uh, it really supports each artist um, when people buy the, their stuff. So it's good. Yeah. Well, let's see where where this where we can take where people can take this. Um well, I'm in no hurry. I made, <laughs> I made a, a 200 year business plan. 200 year business <laughs> yeah, plan. Great. Yeah. <laughs> then anything is possible. Well, in that time frame you're doing pretty well, I think. I mm-hmm. mean, it's yeah. a very successful first tenth of yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Lars, thank you so much for coming in and uh, sharing this with us. Um, it's f- amazing that this is something so close to us that I, I wasn't aware of. I mean, mm. this is this is the kind of and the fact that there are businesses like I could go across the road and get a beer, and I didn't mm. know that with uh, with art money. I didn't I didn't know that until mm. now. So this is this is a nice way to start the year. Yeah, with, uh, some cool information yeah. like that. We uh, highly encourage people to start making art money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll make sure to put on the 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 website onto our Facebook page and uh, put on links and we'll put some photos up Excellent. as well. Excellent. Thanks. Yes. Well, Thanks what for was having the... me. Yeah, you're so welcome. That was amazing. Uh, fascinating story and um, amazing man. fascinating man. Amazing sort of uh, idea and the fact mm. that it's actually turned into a currency is. Uh, yeah, it's 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 got um what what's the term you um practical um applications yeah yeah there's yeah. we can go across the road and get a beer for art money yeah i'm gonna start making my own <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. sign up to the art money community um honestly i think i think it's really cool like any um budding artists out there because he he lars did explain that like it's equal that's the idea of it, 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 it there's no better there's no worse you, yeah, one yeah. one piece you of art money is an established no. artist in any way it's 200 krone yeah it can be a child it can be a, a seasoned professional mm-hmm. artist it, you're we're all equal with it yep that's uh yeah and he and it's cool he he understands what this is he understands like the world we're living in with bitcoin with the the the, the world it is what it is and where this stands it's, it was fascinating stuff mm. and interesting dude we we talked a little bit after the interview about um, his own personal projects yeah and he, I, we're we're going to have to get him back on i think yep he's got some interesting ideas for sure for sure yeah. uh, oh. fascinating guy uh check out artmoney.org uh we'll throw up some links and some pictures also absolutely um oh owen you oh what, you know what it's time for Marius is hot tips oh boy it's been a long time since <laughs> i've delivered some hot tips <laughs> let's see if i still got it <laughs> Go over uh, it. Well, it, it's it's uh, it's been rough with finding hot tips. Also, yeah, I can imagine. Because uh, so, yes. uh, you find one and then uh, shit gets cancelled. Yep. Or um, but uh, I'm I'm pretty sure about these. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So there's a the reoccurring uh, festival, Copenhagen Light Festival. Um, oh yes, uh, which is an outdoor festival mm. uh, where you can go see light exhibitions. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm f- 
so far on their event site, uh, it, it it looks good to go. Okay. Uh, it's from the 5th of February to the 27th. Okay. And it's all over Copenhagen. So okay. uh, check out Copenhagen Light Festival. By looking up into the sky. By just looking. You'll see it. Yes. Do they have the, the, do they always have that big massive green laser that goes across the city? Or is that only something that came on once or twice? Do you, remember, do you remember seeing that? Yes. Yes. That was cool. I, yeah, I think that is. Like a proper, it's like a, like, Independence Day laser beam going across yeah. the sky. It's really cool. <laughs> like that blue one that blows up the White House. Bingo. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so that was an outdoorsy thing. A, yep. a little festival for you. Yep. Uh, we are going to be have to spending sort of most of our time at home still mm-hmm. uh, for for a little while longer. Mm-hmm. And I'm streaming. I'm streaming stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> I found a nice good show that I'd like to recommend. Right. It's a uh, it's lighthearted. Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh, by the artist called Little Dicky. Don't know if you've heard of him. <gasps> Ah, the rapper Little Dicky. Yeah, I know, I know this. Yeah, it's called Little Dicky, right? The show is called Dave. All right, Dave. Sorry, right? Yeah, uh, and it's sort of a yeah, kind of his story, his life story, uh, yeah. embellished a little bit, of course. And uh, I think it's a really fun, nice show. Like, cool. Maybe you have to be a little bit into sort of uh, the hip hop. Some 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 of the lingo is uh, is can be difficult <laughs> for a. Uh, <laughs> For sensitive ears, for, maybe? No, or, no, or no. Like, I just mean like some of it. Like there's there's a lot of slang. Right. Like uh, I watched it with uh, Emma Borrow, yeah. our producer, and my girlfriend, and she was like, "I don't understand what they're saying. <laughs> what is drip? <laughs> what is drip? Uh, what but is I, drip? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, drip is. Uh, I think it's uh, something to do with your attire. You're wearing the right sort of. But you're not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I didn't want to look it up. Yeah, yeah. I just pretended like I knew in front yeah. of her, so I can feel smart. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I thought it was a really it's it's sort of it's funny, but it also has some sort of heartfelt moments in it. Yeah, okay. Uh, so it's quite nice, um, and it deals with some interesting topics, <laughs> everything from uh, Little Dicky to uh, being bipolar and uh, sex. I'm I'm not a big fan of the, the guy. No, no, no. I wasn't either in the beginning because mm. I, I don't like. Uh, I'm a funny rapper. Yeah, and I'm white, so I that's yeah. the only way I can be a rapper. Yeah, but he's actually a really good rapper, and he, he has some insane sort of. I looked up on Sway, this hip hop morning show where they have really good rappers. Are you going come. to say freestyle? Yeah, but it's not freestyle. It's written. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But everyone writes said, it. I thought they said it's. Oh, he's going to freestyle now. Yeah, they um, they do that. But, okay, but that's. But I I don't I don't like it. I I have an aversion to him because he, uh, I can't remember. I, I, he came up in my scope, so at some stage, um, probably at the beginning when I think they did a lot of ads for this show when it first came out, mm. um, and I checked him out and he's a fifty fifty. He plays the awkward Jewish white guy a lot, and then he also plays seriously cool dude getting ladies a lot as well. And you're like. Like he, he when he's in like in the midst of a good interview or at, like on stage, he gets proper into the. And you're like, you can't be both. Be one. Be cool or be awkward and white. Don't <laughs> like you're just playing the crowd, and I don't like it. Uh, I think he's playing into the, the some of the like I'm thinking it's super. It's intentional that he's playing into some of these tropes of the hip hop world of sort mm. of. But I think he has some 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 clever bars to. Behind he's, to he's, back he's, it up. he's very talented. Yes, yeah. he's very talented. Um, but I, I get your point, and that was also my first like, oh, what is this shit? Mm. But then I had to investigate further, and I, I'm thoroughly impressed. And this is a very funny show. And it's okay. like 30 minutes, so it's something yeah. quick to watch. Also, I, 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 I'm not streaming anything because I've moved to a new apartment, got mm-hmm. a new apartment. Shout and, out to Kisser. Uh, yeah, yeah, yo, yo, um, and I don't have Wi-Fi yet. I haven't bothered getting. Wi-Fi in, and I might not bother at all. Ooh, I'm actually kind of digging not having the Wi-Fi. Yeah, I got my phone. If anyone needs me, they can get me. <clears throat> But when I get home, don't need to be put on the laptop anymore. And if I'm totally stuck, I can hotspot thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But without the Wi-Fi, I have a TV. There is a TV in the place where I've, like I'm subletting, and there's a, like a TV and stuff there, and it's got Danish channels. Mm-hmm. All six of them, or something like that, right? There's fuck all. Got DR1, actually, DR2, yeah, DR1, DR2, yeah, uh, X3 or something like that. Uh, yeah, one yeah. of those ones. DR3, then, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Um, Paramount 
is there. It's actually got a load of channels, but they're all like encrypted. I can't watch them except okay. for CNN, which I can hear but I can't see. So I use that as radio in the morning. I put okay. CNN on <laughs> and just listen to it and not see what's happening. But oh, um, maybe that's better actually. But yeah, 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 yeah. And and but here's the thing. I it I'm actually loving terrestrial TV because I have to check what's on the guide, <laughs> see what's what do I want to watch. And to be fair, Danish. I was saying to you earlier, Danish TV is good for English. Like there's all nearly always something in English on. I can just stick on and there's yeah. subtitles, so it's fine. So I I check out what's happening, check a movie that I want. I'm like, ah oh, ah, oh, both but Goldfinger is on at eight. I'll make sure I get home and prepare dinner by seven thirty, and then I'll have a beer and watch the movie. <laughs> and like and I just have to do it that way. I don't I can't like faff about. I have to and when the movie's on, I can't do anything else. I watch the movie, then it's finished, and I go to bed. Yeah, and it's like structure. I like it. Oh. I don't get a choice in it. You yeah, yeah. tell me when the movie's on. No, for, for sure there and is I, this like you're paralyzed with all the choices. Yeah, like, like the, the amount of times I've just scrolled through fucking Netflix and yeah. just like maybe that. Yeah, maybe that. I don't know. Maybe that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's something better. Maybe there's something better. And and then <laughs> even when there's like, say if I'm doing like I was doing I'm doing jigsaws at the moment. And if I'm doing a jigsaw, I'll just stick something on. Even if it's a crap movie, I'll stick it on. And then sometimes it's good. And I'm like, oh, actually, you know, what? I'll watch that now. You know, and like, it doesn't, choice is gone. I love it. Too much freedom for me. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> lock me up. Chain me to the wall. I mean. Very good. So yeah. uh, you're recommending some uh, celestial, no, celestial? Terrestrial. Terrestrial <laughs> television. Ter- terrestrial. Ter- Analog. Yeah. Sure. You know. Yeah. The boob tube. What? Another uh, hot tip <laughs> <laughs> is uh, it's not open at the moment, but uh, uh, our, our uh, friend uh, Lars did tell us uh, that they are currently, or not currently, but they have a, their biggest exhibition, Art Money, mm-hmm. with 120 artists uh, at the bank and savings museums at Christianstown and it's running all year. So check, look out for that when yeah. uh, shit opens up again. Yeah, and, and it's uh, free. And it's free. So you can just go in and have a look at it. And actually, that's, that's a good idea to get an understanding of what Art Money is and, and, and you know. For sure. What it's all about. For sure. Yeah, definitely check it out. We still got it, baby! Boom! <laughs> Barely a hitch. Barely a hitch. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure being back. Yeah, nice to be back. Nice to be back in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, Check out our Facebook page for links uh, with regards to the um, the stuff we talked about, the art money and um, what's his name? Lost. Billy. No, no, Billy, the, the cartoon. Uh, Lars Dillerman no uh, John Dillerman <laughs> John Dillerman uh, yeah check out Facebook for all that um, check out Spotify for the podcast you've probably just listened to uh, thank you very much Copenhagen Post listeners for clicking on the thing and um, click on that thing. and um, and that's it for this week and we'll be back next week with more stuff yeah we're back next week boom boom